0: gonna jump right into it welcome back to the episode of can i help you so we have been talking about like you know themes and how we want to move forward with the podcast and stuff like that um and we obviously have some some goodies in store mostly it's just us talking because you know we like we're really good friends and we have thoughts and opinions and you know it's like our podcast is more and more becoming Hey, would you like to be a fly on the wall um, in our conversation? Because we have thoughts, and you know, I think we're all very similar in our thoughts, but we all approach it very differently. You know, because we're we're very you know we're very accepting of a lot of things, and we understand that the world is more complex. We understand that there's a lot of gray. So we try to be understanding of a lot of things. But you know, sometimes irrational anger is a really big part of existing as a human. And lately, the way that I have been able to get that release of that irrational anger is by having a moment of ranting. And if you've been listening to the past podcast, you'll hear me rant. I don't know, maybe like... I a couple times or maybe every podcast for like the past, I don't know, five months. I don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute of me ranting as much as I can. Right. And so I told the girls, I was like, oh, I could do, you know, to give them a break. And for us to like think of other trajectories of how we want to like maneuver this space I was like, what if I do a little segment of me ranting, you know, because I love doing it. It feels something that is productive to me. Um, it also just is a good release in a way that, like, I don't want to be violent. I sometimes like I don't I don't want to be that girl who is subliminally messaging people or like. But sometimes there's not even like the like it's not even people who are close to me who are like bothering me or something like that. It's like oh something in the world is bothering me. Um, sorry if you heard that spray noise. I'm also ironing at the same time. But yeah, so (laughs) this segment, this episode is called Noel Rants because I like to rant a lot. So today there are a couple things on the chalkboard that. ...have been really frustrating to me. And, or frustrating in the context, let's just go into it. I'm just going to go into it. So the first one, Pierre Moss. I did not realize that I have not seen a show in a hot minute. Like, I remember there being a moment where, like, where last year, right before I moved to this beautiful country called Mexico... ...I was like, okay, like, I'm obsessed. Like, I was obsessed... And the last thing I saw was the couture show. And, you know, Pierre Moss, like, usually has pretty good collections. Um, very little size inclusivity, but that's another conversation. That's another thing that pisses me off, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but, you know, the last thing I saw was the couture collection. And the couture collection was absolute shit. Like, it was... In the political context of it, it would have been really beautiful. It's like yes, he is trying to highlight the things that Black people have made, and or the things that Black people have. I don't. It's not discovered. The word. What is the have created? So it's like the stoplight, something with the bicycle, some peanut butter, um, a lampshade. Like you know, like he was. He was very blunt about certain motifs in the in the collection but it was just very poorly constructed for something that's called the couture show was really disappointing because like couture is supposed to be like the pinnacle of fashion and the pinnacle of like hand-sewn construction and there was nothing on the runway that really screamed oh this is a couture piece you know this is like something that we need to look out for because, like, most of them were, like, sculptures, or, like, styrofoam pieces, which is, like, fine, I think we can go into the avant-garde whenever we feel like it, but again, it is still a couture show, so there needs to be things that are wearable, that, like, we can see on the red carpet, or we can see who X, Y, and Z celebrity wearing it, you know, Uh, and there wasn't any of that, (laughs) or there was very little of that, and the ones that we did see were, like, they were cute, but they were just weren't I don't know, they just weren't couture, you know, like, they weren't giving the fantasy that, like, other designers give, which is kind of disappointing, because it's like, you know, he's the, he's, like, the, one of the few black designers that we were championing at the time, and everyone was, like, rooting for him, we were all rooting for him, as Tyra would have said, and it was just, it was disappointing, like, it was just, really disappointing because i think you have it's like you have the meat it's like but you didn't make anything savory or flavorful you know like you had every single you had you have access like you have access like lvmh is backing you you have access to like people who are working for you you have access to the finest of fabrics like you had access to everything and then you gave us probably the most boring show, and that's the sad part is because most of his shows are extremely decadent and beautiful, and they did what everybody is always asking for. You know, they it did a really beautiful. They always had really beautiful turnouts. That's what I'm trying to say. <coughs> so yes, so. That was literally the last thing that I remember seeing and being very underwhelmed by it and, you know, waiting for whatever was next. But, you know, in the chaos that was me moving, I didn't realize that, wait, I haven't seen anything in a while. Mostly because I wasn't watching fashion shows or I wasn't keeping up with things that just weren't like on Instagram or TikTok, you know, like. Very ready, ready, very accessible, very, like, upfront. And then this article on The Cut comes out recently, and it's written in a way that's, like... When you first read it, it's written in a way that feels kind of malicious. It feels very much like they were out to attack him... And the person who wrote the article is a black woman. And obviously, there were, like, the stereotypical, like, context of, like, oh, trying to bring down the black man. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that type of narrative that, like, you know, hoteps really like to use. And it was like, no, that's not... It doesn't feel like an attack because this individual is a black man. Like, I don't... Nowhere in the context of... What we were reading, did it give that? But what it did give was this person made way too many mistakes and we're calling him out on him's mistakes. And for me, that felt very much like, okay, I am an outsider. What I know as a person who loves fashion and what I know as a person who... Most of their life has been keeping up with, like, what is happening in the fashion industry. At least what I'm allowed to have access to, you know, because there are things that clearly either I will get it at a later date or I just won't get it at all ever, you know. And this felt like one of those moments of, like, I wasn't supposed to, like, it just, for me, it felt like something that I wasn't supposed to have access to. It's like, yes, this individual fucked up. But why do we publicly have to hold them accountable for what they did? You know, like why? Why isn't there a space for this individual to be called to be like called in? I'm all about calling in. I think it feels more, more effective and more human. <laughs> but you know, this is a podcast. This is the episode called Noel Rants. So I also understand the anger of people as well, and I respect it. I really do respect people's anger in every format that it comes out as. Um, except violence, I don't respect it when it comes to violence. I think I'm very anti-violent, um, mostly because I've gotten my ass beat several times in my life, and I never liked it because I, you know, I don't really know how to fight. Like if you really if you put me in a predicament <laughs> where I have to fight, like like someone's putting their hand on my knees or something, then, like, or my mother or my grandmother or, like, someone in my family or my partner or my partner's family, then, like, yeah, we throw in hands, you know? But I also think there's, like, a certain type of adrenaline that might come in. And I, I think here's my thing. With me and fighting, which is, like, a sidetrack of the rant, Um, with me and fighting, I am just afraid that, like, I will do permanent damage to someone, and I will go to prison, and I have spent most of my life visiting my father in prison, and I just know the context of the American prison system, and I never want to be in that space, in that context, in that anything, like, It is not appealing, nor is it a space that I can be understanding of ever, so, yeah, I don't, I try not to act in physical violence because of those reasons, but, so, yeah, so I was, like, you know, a call-in would have been nice, and, like, maybe to the individual who was writing it, this does feel like a call-in, you know, because apparently it was an article that was, had a year in the making, and, again, as a person who enjoys this designer and enjoyed the collections and enjoyed, you know, having Black representation in fashion, which is little to none normally. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, why, why are you, like, judging him for his mistakes? Like, it's a small business the reality of small businesses specifically with fashion is that a majority of them don't really make money in the beginning like it takes a long time for it to be a profitable you know it takes a while for it to be profitable the way that you know Valentino or YSL or um which i feel like again another thing that pisses me off is that YSL is no longer e-saleron Um, which I'm, like, the modernizing of fashion is becoming so tiresome because it's, like, you're modernizing it and then you're taking out the, like, fantasy of it, which feels like you're not modernizing it. You're just trying to make it as capitalistic as possible, which, again, as a person who enjoys fashion and is in this industry to some extent, it's bullshit, you know, like, you know, the one who, like. The recent Robert, uh, One win, won, I, it's W, I think it's W-U-N, um, my apologies for not knowing how to pronounce the name, um, but his recent cultural collection, he's a new, he's a fairly young designer, in the sense of, like, how long he's been out designing, um, was fucking fantastic, you know, like, all the smaller the smaller brands, who are doing really creative, really interesting, very, like, you know, like, really, like, pushing the boundaries of work, and, you know, he's one of them, and so, like, you know, it's tire it's tiresome to only have, and the, before the younger designers were becoming, like, couture designers, which I, I have, there's, like, a lot of thoughts that I have on that, too, because I'm, like, i thought couture was paris only i thought you had to like be accepted into it you know like there's just like a whole bunch of like laws and rules to that stuff that like it's very confusing when a young designer comes out the cut and is like i'm making a couture collection it's like okay girl yes but also i'm confused <laughs> like can you let us know how it worked out like how'd you get access to it like stop gatekeeping the gatekeeping shit you know um, because, you know, some of us also want to be couture designers, too, one day, so it would be nice, but yes. So, it you know, it's kind of disappointing to only have the few, the few and far couture designers, right? That's what I was trying to get to. Um, like, Valentino is one that I always look forward to, because Valentino for sure gave us, you know like, gave us fantasy, like, gave us what Grace Coddington was trying to, like, preserve in the photos at Vogue. Um, you know, he gave us fantasy, and there are obviously things that designers have made that also gave us fantasy, too, that are not couture, um, that, like, continue to cultivate, you know, this fashion space that is interesting and fun and doing all these beautiful things. But again, back to Moss. My apologies for all these tangents. Um, but, you know, Pierre Moss is someone who I was excited for and someone who seems like, you know, I remember being at a friend's house, helping her with the collection, and, like, listening to him on his podcast, or on someone's podcast, and it was just, like, it was that story of, like, oh, this is also me too, like, poor person of color, poor black person, poor, you know, you know, person who is non-white, um, who doesn't have money to go do X, Y, and Z, um, but learned a trade and they're getting some accolade for the trade that they have learned and mostly self-taught themselves and their visibility it's helping them bring access to other people's disabilities, so it was, like, work, that is fantastic, like, I was so excited for this designer, and I was so excited for the, the possibilities that he was going to be able to bring to our community, um, (laughs) when I say our community, I don't even mean, like, me as me, like, me as a designer, but I was saying our community as, like, people who are makers in the world, and, like, what being a maker looks like for everybody you know okay so when the article came out I think part of me was still holding on to that of like oh like you know we all make mistakes and he was a new designer and he's learning and even though like he's backed by all the big you know by LVMH the conglomerate like we all make mistakes and I think for me, the thing of the article that kind of like made me really confused is that I am an outsider to him, right? I'm an outsider to the brand. I'm an outsider in the ways that like I was not working for him, you know? Like I'm not working for him. I don't know what's happening. I don't know the actual what the tea is. Like I don't. I don't have any of that access. So you're going to present to me with this article, mostly talking about his poor management of money and his, you know, how he like really messed up and how people were fired, how people didn't get paid, how people still aren't paid, X, Y, and Z. And I completely was like, wow, like, but, you know, sometimes this shit happens, like, especially with smaller brands, like, most of the time the designer themselves or whoever the smaller brand person is, like, has to, like, work really hard to, like, figure these things out, and so, like, of course, you know, the mistakes are made, so, like, why are we calling him out this hard, or why does this article feel like you're calling him out that hard, but the real tea is that, He was, again, he was backed by LVMH, so he literally had so much money, you know, like, LVMH is not a small conglomerate, you know, like, they literally fund all the biggest brands in the world that are multi-billion dollar brands, right, um, so it's like, girl, everybody should have been paid, you know, like, everybody should be paid on time, And so, then there's, like, people coming up being, like, oh, you know, he spent so much money on, like, a hair transplant, which is obviously shade, but it's, like, hilarious. You know, like, money he spent on cars. And again, as an outsider, this becomes really confusing because it's, like, okay, my understanding of what's been happening because of the celebrity representation, because LVMH is backing him, I understood that they were good. Like, they had money. Like, you know, that everything was in order. But apparently not. And then, and so, like, I think for me, I think why I'm disappointed the most in the article or why I'm frustrated with things like this that happen in fashion or that happen in generalism is that I I'm not on the inside so everything that you're saying is hearsay to me and everything that you're saying I'm just supposed to believe it because you're saying it and obviously like you're allowed to have your thoughts on whatever you don't you don't no one's forcing you to believe these things but I would just like receipts like I would like I hate the whole, oh, someone at the company, da-da-da-da. It's like, girl, who? Who at the company? Why didn't they come out? Why are they speaking the truth? What, do they have an NDA? Like, what is the, what's the tea? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what's happening. And so, like, if you don't give me the full information... I'm literally just going to be listening to what everybody's saying. And I think that's a really frustrating way to, like, navigate who is telling the truth and what is the truth. Because, like, how do I know that, like, money didn't work out for him? How do I know that people didn't get paid? Like, are there sheets? Are there forms? Are there factories who have complaints? Like, what is the... Or Basically, where's the proof? Where's the proof? I would like to believe you. Um, Because I would hope that you're not calling someone out um, uh, just because, like, you have nothing to do on a Sunday. Um, You know, but I want to believe you, and I want to believe that. And I want to believe most journalists, and I want to believe people who are trying to, like, call people in. But, again, outsider, I don't know what the actual reality of what is happening. So please, like... If you're going to do something like this, if you're going to sensationalize it, because that's what happened is that everyone who is in fashion, who is in art, who has believed in this black designer, um, this really feels like a sensational piece. Like, you're literally telling us stuff that we didn't have access to before and we didn't know, like... Again, our understanding of everything is that everything is Gucci. Everything is going well. Oh, and that's another disappointing one. Why did they get rid of Alessandro Michele? Why? 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 He literally brought fun into Gucci and then they got rid of him because they wanted a certain type of, like, price margin. And I'm like... But he did give you that. Like, you guys did make... A lot of money while he was there. But I'm just kind of over. Again. Over the whole. Capital. Hyper capitalistic aspect of fashion. It's like. You know the girls are always going to buy the bags. The girls are always going to. You know. They're always going to do the things. like. People are dedicated to brands. And so. There will always be people who are buying Gucci. Just because of the name Gucci you know like that gucci belt is overworn and the most ugliest thing i've ever seen but because it says gucci people are gonna buy it so it's like what is what is your concern it's like is billions and millions of dollars not enough for you which like in reality it's like we know for lvmh it is not enough like they always want year after year them to have like to basically make even more money, which is, like, funny, because it's, like, a brand like Chanel, which no one has been excited to talk about any of their pieces outside of, like, the stuff that they put in stores, um, you know, because, like, they follow the trend, so obviously Chanel is going to make a cute little bag, and it's going to make a cute little da-da-da-da, you know, they're going to do the things, they're going to gag the girls, <laughs> so yeah, so it's like Chanel doesn't have on the runway and on contour, they haven't shown anything exciting or interesting since Carl died. And even when Carl was there it was like eh, I think Carl's like prime was in the nineties and that's my opinion and my opinion only. Um, but I also remember watching the 2009 or 2007 Cruise Runway Show, and I also, that one was also a good one, so I was like, you know, not everything you make is shit, but very little of it is interesting. Anywho, so it's like, again, like, where's the proof, where's the information, like, where's the tea? And it's like, obviously, you're opening Pandora's box. And so now that we have access to this, you know everyone's going to be saying something on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, people... It's sensationalized. So it's like, we're going to have... We're going to be in a space for a little bit that when we are talking about... When people are talking about Pierre Moss, it's going to be either in high defense of him... Or, in exposing him. And I kind of, I just really hate that. I really hate the whole, like, there are other things that we should be worried about sensationalizing to give the space visibility, you know? Um, And so it's just like, okay, I get it. He's a designer. We're all excited. It's clickbait. And they're going to make their... What I'm assuming is whatever a quota looks like. For like. A magazine like The Cut. Which I think The Cut is a magazine. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they have a physical magazine. But I think it is an online magazine. Or maybe it's just a blog. Who fucking knows. They make money. And they're talking about everybody. So. They're relevant to some extent. But. And Gorilla was on the thingy. I think that's how you say her rep name. Um, and it was beautiful. So, you know. I live. But, anyways. So, yes. Because it's sensationalized, we don't get the, like, visibility of it. And, or we don't get the, like, the factual understanding of it. We're just supposed to believe whatever hearsay we want to believe. Which feels very much like... The way conservatives and democrats sort of work is like, oh, we're just supposed to, if we're on your side, we're just supposed to assume that you have our best intentions, you know? Which I'm not, my existence is somewhat political, like me just moving throughout the world, moving throughout space, is a political statement. So I tend not to go into interst- like go into, into into understanding politics mostly because I feel like it's not meant to be accessible to me. But also, but also I still think everyone is wrong. You know, like it's like you like uh, with the, like we're in a how the hell in twenty. 23 we're in like a recession how the hell is eggs ten dollars for some people how the fuck are we like in a space where like people can't financially afford to exist anymore and like even the places that were like inexpensive are now becoming expensive slowly and that's like ridiculous because i come from a small like a small city I'm from Providence, Rhode Island, and, like, when I was growing up, you could find a three-bedroom apartment for $800, and now you can't, you can't find an apartment for under $1,200, which is, like, ridiculous, because I'm, like, there's nothing here, like, literally, there's, like, like, Rhode Island, like, obviously has, like, RISD and Brown and all that type of shit, but I'm, like, if you're not a college student, if you're, like, a regular, regular person, like, living everyday life, like, what the fuck do I have access to, like, yeah, there's some good food, and there's, our downtown is, like, hella small, like, it just doesn't feel like we're not that big of a city, so it's, like, how are you gonna charge big city prices, like, people are not coming in floods, trying to, like, move to Rhode Island to, like, make their dreams come true, you know, like, it's, we're not New York, so it's, like, relax, and it's, like, how is a place like Philadelphia, when I was there, more affordable, which doesn't make any sense, Philadelphia's massive, so it's, like, it should be the exact opposite, it should be more expensive. Which, obviously, I haven't been there in a while, so I'm like, it probably is pricey, or getting pricier, because of the way that money is working out itself right now. So, yeah. Pierre Moss, very disappointing, because we don't have all the news, we don't have all the information, and I want to be a person that, like, understands and not sensationalizes everything, because that is who I am. I am who I am, because I am who I am words of Nicki Minaj. Um, next one. I'm so exhausted with... There's this one TikToker who I follow. And she was talking... She, like, called out Lululemon about... Them only having up to, like, a size 14. And Lululemon responded being like... We're trying to make things more inclusive. We are shortly going to have size is 16 to 20, and I'm just, like, she made a good point of, like, being, like, y'all are dumb, like, thinking that the size 16 to 20 is, like, accessible, like, oh, like, we are supporting you fat bitches, like, it's fucking ridiculous, like, the average woman is a size 16, like, how are you, or the average woman in America is a size 16, so it's, like, how the fuck are you only providing four sizes bigger and being, like, yes, we are doing the work of, like, providing inclusive things for everybody? And it's, like, one, your brand is already expensive as fuck, so it's, like, we know a certain type of market is the one who's, like, buying into it, um... But also, we just, like, I, like, how hard is it, again, as a person who knows how manufacturing works, and who understands how, the, like, fashion industry works, like, it is not that, if you are such a big company like a Lululemon, you are not losing money on having plus sizes, you know, like, y'all buy everything on wholesale anyways, most of it is sweatshop labor, so it's, like, they're not even charging you more they're not like oh here's a 4x um we're charging you three dollars more it's like you're being charged on the penny it's like maybe they're charging you a quarter more or 50 cents more but it's like when it comes out to your profit because your your margins are like what your profits like 300 or something like that you know like you're literally making bank off of this shit you know like you're literally charging spandex, which is an extremely affordable fabric when you are doing wholesale stuff, and you're, like, marking it up, like, what, by, like, what, like, you're just marking it up by, like, a ridiculous amount, so it's not, like, again, it's not like you're losing money, and people keep on, like, forgetting that, like, plus size people also have money, too, like, like, what the fuck, like, Just because we're big doesn't mean that, like, we also don't want access to, like, luxury clothing or, like, even just to, like, everyday clothing. Because Lululemon is, like, it's active wear. And it's, like, the most popular one. It's the one that we (coughs) understand and want to be inclusive to. And it's, like, obviously there's, like, Nike and Adidas and stuff like that. But Lululemon is, like, a very, it's targeted as, like, a woman-centered Activewear brand, at least that's from my understanding, I could be completely wrong, but I rarely see things that, in that store, that are quote-unquote supposed to be supportive to, like, to bodies of penises, which obviously women can have penises too, so... But I don't think they're very. I don't. I don't know, of Lululemon being very like LGBT. Whoa, you know, like giving the girls what they gotta give. Last time I checked. So yes. So I'm very over brands being like, we're offering a size two, three X. It's like that isn't you being inclusive. That's you being. asshole (laughs) you know like that's you thinking that that's what we're asking for it's like you know that's not what we're asking for yet that is what we're gonna get and so either either you buy it and squeeze your ass into it or you don't buy from us because realistically we're not even trying to like we don't want your visibility in our work anyways (sighs) which is like Ugh. Ugh. It is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. But also, I'm not a Lulu customer, so I don't get a foot. Um, well, I don't get... I do give a fuck, but I don't... Fuck them. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And then, speaking of plus size... There's, like there's been a lot of, like, conversation around Sam Smith and, you know, his sort of, like, hyper-visibility within him being a... He... uh, (laughs) Girl, I promise you that he's not more than a size, like, maybe one or two X. And so I'm like, this man is not that big. Like, this man is not... He is not... He is not giving you giant stomach. Like, he is not... And not even, not that there's anything wrong with, like, it's just, it's not giving what people think, like, they're trying to, like, build this fantasy so that they can, like, hurt him of, like, him being this, like, massive whale, you know, like, oh, Sam Smith, why are you so fat it's like, what, girl? Like, you're just upset that, like, he is a little bit thicker and in provocative clothing. And you don't like that. You don't like on fat people, on people who are plus size, on people who... Whatever fucking name you want to call them, curve people. Like, you don't like when they show off their body or, like, the comfort in their bodies in public media. Because, obviously, someone like Lizzo gets that shit all the fucking time, like... It's like, that poor girl can't, like, she can't move in any fucking way without people constantly barbating her, bar, not barbating her, I'm trying to put bar, bar, I don't even know how to say the word, bombarding her, i to say Barbados, girl, bye, um, but bombarding her with, like, girl, you fat, girl, you ugly, girl, stop whining, like, You got money, why don't you lose weight, da 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 And it's just, like, it's so... Toxic, and it's so disappointing. And it's so fucking disgusting, because it's, like... People who are plus-size... And I'm not even going to speak as a generalization, because I feel like... That makes this worse. But... I... You know, I'll make this generalization... People, in general, just are just trying to live their fucking lives and are trying to, like, have some sense of, like, wholeness to them. You know, like, in whatever way that they want to exist in this world, you know, just trying to be and exist and live and hope that people love and care for them as we all want as people. And, like, that is what humanity is all about, is this desire for love and for care. And so it's, like... Why you're attacking him because he is existing and because you don't think queer people should exist, you don't think fat people should exist, you don't think like what like what is the well we it, those are those are all the reasons the people who are taught people who are the people who are saying all these malicious things are people who think that way are people who think very negatively of marginalized communities. Um, And obviously, like, someone like Sam Smith is a hard one for me to defend, mostly because he is a white queer man. And even with him being a part of the queer community, he still has a decent amount of privileges that we'll never have access to. And so like it's hard for me to be like to be in this position and be his defender. Um but as a plus size person, I'm like I'm just kind of over hearing the same conversation over and over again. You know, like this just fucking tiresome. Y'all ain't tired, I'm tired, you know, like it's like damn. It's like just say it, girl, you hungry and you just mad that someone decided to eat and you didn't, you know, like and just be honest. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like if you were nice, I don't doubt that he would take you out to dinner. You know, like if you were nice, I don't doubt that Lizzo would be cool but sharing her vegan nachos or something, you know? And so yeah, like I'm fucking tired of the the deep, deep, deep-seated fat phobia, and it not being called fat phobia. You know, like I'm tired of like like people on the internet just say it, just say you think fat people are disgusting. And there was, you know, I have a Twitter, and I use my Twitter to like see naked people, period, you know, like, it's hot, you know, my homegirl told me about it, and I didn't believe her, I was like, oh, gross, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yes, work, this is life, um, <laughs> no, this is life, um, but whatever, porn is, like, it's porn is porn, you know, like, it's access to something, again, that we crave as people, Um, some people don't, which is respect to them, Um, but I'm, uh, everyone in our podcast, the Can I Help You podcast, we all enjoy sex very deeply, so, (laughs) or intimacy very deeply, let me not be so crass, but yeah, so it's like, there's this one Twitter page that is specifically just using its page to be, like, fat people are fucking disgusting. Like, how could you want to be so fat? And then they repost fit people, you know, like, people who are muscular, who are going to the gym and, like, stating that they're, like, these are the pinnacle of the people that we're supposed to, like, want. It's like, oh, gay men don't want, don't want fat da da And it's like, girl, like, what is your, what is your calm? Like, what the fuck is your, did a fat person deny you? Like, and I'm using fat as a word that, like, even I have, like, weird relationship towards. Um, Like, I, I don't like people calling me fat. But it is a word that is becoming more empowering every day. And it's a word that, like, we've been using as, like, acceptability words. Or not acceptability words. What is it called? Um, Taking it back. So I'm using it in that context. Um, Normally, I would use plus size. But for the context of, like, what's been happening on the internet, people are saying the word fat. And so we're going to keep on going with it so yes, it is very disappointing, like, what the fuck, like, what are you doing, like, what is your desire to make a whole Twitter about how you find fat people disgusting, it's, like, Twitter is a fucking cesspool, y'all, like, as much as it's hot, and as much as it's, like, allows you access to, like, sex workers and their OnlyFans, and, like, also just, like, people's thoughts and people's minds, it's, like, it's also disgusting, you know, like, And and it has nothing to do with the sex workers. It has all to do with, like, the people who, like, who speak their minds. And their minds are disgusting. (coughs) Because, yes, I... It is absolutely disgusting to me. To me. To me. I'm not speaking for anybody else in the Can I Help You podcast. But it's absolutely disgusting to me that your whole existence is you shitting on a group of people that you don't like, it's fucking weird, it's fucking, like, it is, it is the violence, just for violence sake, and I hate that shit, like, I really fucking hate that, it's like, I just, why, 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 and then it's, like, permanent, it's, like, permanently on the internet, and then it, like, like, I'm not, I wasn't looking for that, you know, like, I wasn't, trying to have access to that, like, I was just minding my own business, and I follow a lot of people who are of a larger body type on Twitter, and I also follow people, I follow people of all body types on Twitter, like, I don't really just, that's not, I don't have a, when it comes to bodies, I don't have a, a type you know, I like looking at all, all the things I like to see, all the things, um, so yeah, and it was, like, and the thing is that the person who, like, reposted them was a smaller person themselves, but the person was, like, attacking them, they were, like, you're flabby, you're fat, like, you're, you're not what people are, like, why are you doing porn if no one wants to look at that? And I'm like, this, uh, one, <laughs> this man has, like, 500,000 followers to start off with. It's like, if no one wanted to look at him, then, like, they wouldn't be following him. And two, who the fuck are you to tell people what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies? Like, if you don't like it, don't watch it. You know, like, and you're not watching it. Like, you, I mean, you are watching it. And that's, like, the weird part is that, like, you are hyper-consuming this type of media... And you're looking at it with, like, a sense of, like, deep disgust. And it's like, bro, what? Like, what? Like, it is the most confusing shit to me in the world. Like, you are literally watching something out of deep disgust, yet you are still consuming it. For what? Like, and then the things that you get mad, and then he also gets mad when, like, people who are, like, really fit and, like, you know, the pinnacle of fucking beauty, like, these fucking musculokas and these, you know, muscle gods and all that type of shit, like, you're literally fucking upset because they repost the big girls, and it's like, like, what, like, just because your desirability doesn't line up with people who are of the larger size, doesn't mean that, like, everyone who is, like, smaller, or everyone who is, quote-unquote, fit, like, not interested in that, I'm, like, I have, me as a person, like, I am 6'3", I'm a bigger person, I, like, you literally cannot miss me, like, I am a lot and plus size person, um, I am a fatter person, which, again, wording I'm using for myself, do not use this, describe me um because I don't give you permission to anyone um but again as a plus size person I'm like girl I have been desired by the men like I have been desired by I've had the slim muscular basketball player in my bed I've had the quarterback football type guy in my bed with all his muscles and all his glory. I've had... I've Like, I've had the guys. Like, I've had the men who you're saying that don't desire me. Who think of me as disgusting. All of those men have been in my bed, girl. So it's like... Again, because your desirability doesn't line up with someone who looks like me. Does not give you the right to consistently bombard us. With your bullshit. You know like. No one gives a fuck about your thoughts. And the guys who do. Are fucking losers. Because that's the problem too. Is that again. It's like. It's just men. You know like. It's, it's literally. It's this one man. And then. I'm assuming all of his gay followers. Who also think fat people are disgusting. And so it's literally just a group of like gay men. And a majority of them are, like, white, straight-passing men to start off with. So, it's like, girl, get the fuck out of my face. It's like, some people have... Some people's bodies are the way that they are because of multitude of reasons. Yes, some of it might be eating, but some of it also just might be, like, medical. Some of it might be, you know, out of people's controls. And so, like, you trying to... Shame people just for existing in their truth is disgusting, period, and violent and harmful. That's another one. And then, so we have, I'll do an hour and a half, y'all, because, you know, I have a mouth and I like to talk. So another thing that, like, pisses me off, that pissed me off this week is that we need to have a really deep discussion when... Or there needs to be a discussion when... You have been friends with someone for a long time. And then you made friends with the person who is also... Um, friends with one of your other friends. And when they start saying violent things on the internet about your other friend... Who you've been friends with for a long time... What? <laughs> like... I guess they're not beat around the bush. So, I have talked about it multiple times on this podcast about what's happening with my partner and one of his old friends. And, you know, the violence that this person is enacting on my partner, you know, like, because they didn't want to, because they're dating me and not dating them. Which is, like, it is an understanding to have your heart hurt it is an under it is understanding to like feel like oh like this thing is something that is painful. It is understanding to feel like your world is coming down on you. It is not understanding when you are talking shit about this person on the internet because they don't want to be in a relationship with you. It is not understanding when. You have been really good friends with my partner for such a long time. And you've only been friends with this person for a couple of years. Maybe, like, one or two. And you know that they're saying really malicious things about, the, again, my partner who you consider your best friend. And you're not clocking this person. Like, you're not calling them out or you're not doing anything about it. um, And then you're, like leading my partner into believing like oh like nothing is wrong you know like we're just friends and we don't want to like lose this friendship it's like no like there's clearly something more to it and you clearly don't want to admit it and you don't want to have and you don't want to be held accountable for it and so you're going to continue to have this friendship that is clearly harmful to again your one of your closest friends who is my partner And I feel like I take it personal. And, like, yeah, part of me is taking it personal. Because I'm, like... My partner's well-being is also my well-being. So it's, like, bitch, what the fuck? Like... You are not going to hurt my partner. And not expect me to have thoughts about it. Like... No. Absolutely not. (coughs) So it's, like y'all are being shady, and you're not stating, and you're not, and you're not just, like, 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 acknowledging your shade, you're just pretending, like, what you're doing is fine, and what you're doing is dandy, and, and, like, maybe, like, you know, I've only been in Mexico for a year, so maybe these are, like, cultural things that I'm not aware of, or, like, you know, maybe there's something that, um... Because, you know, if some shit like this is happening... With me and the girls... And, like... They would be clogged. Period. (laughs) Like, I would... You know, like, we would all call each other out... And we'd be like, hey, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck? Like... Why would you do that to me? You know that this is harmful towards me... And you're doing this? Like... You're hanging out with this person who is being violent towards me and you're not holding you're not holding them know yourself accountable and like if you have some issue with me then be transparent and say that shit you know like be honest and be upfront be like hey we like this other person more than you and that's the reason why we're continuing that friendship and letting this friendship into the abyss And I just, I wish that there was that transparency. Like, I really wish that that was, like, that that was happening. Because I'm, like, why are you leading? And I'm going to keep on saying my partner, because it's my partner. But why are you leading my partner on? You know, like, why are you leading them on to believing, like, your understanding of what the issue is and that you don't like it either? It's, like... Actually, you're not understanding at all. You're continuing to hang out with this person who is toxic and malicious. And I really hope that shit blows up in your face. Period. (laughs) Like, I'm not the person to, like... Yes, I am the person to say mean things. of Like, oh, wishing people harm because I have a mouth again. And sometimes I get pissed. Um... But, in this case, I'm like, no, no, no. I actually do really wish that that shit comes to bite you in the ass. Like, I hope that that this individual does the same shit to you. Like, the second that they that they feel like you are not with them or you are not on their side, that they talk shit about you on the internet. Or that they make you feel less than a human. Or they try to, like, manipulate you. Into being with them, and to bringing up with their partner, like, I just really hope that, like, I think for some people, and I have been that person a multitude of times where it's like, I'm also ironing because I have work to do, so if you hear the iron, my apologies. But what's I gonna say? But yeah, I'm like you know, I have fallen victim to like not believing or not fully comprehending someone else's pain for sure. Or not believing that someone is like hyper malicious. And I've been in more situations where like I'm the one who's calling out someone being malicious and no one believes me. And then when it happens to them they finally believe them. So like Girl, triggered. Um, but yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you just not being transparent? And I'm like, I'm kind of just like over. I'm over the lack of transparency within people because I'm just like. Especially because, like, I'm getting to my 30s pretty soon which I don't like to admit that, because I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm still 23 years old, because I haven't accomplished anything, (laughs) I haven't accomplished anything I wanted to accomplish just yet, um, and, or I did at one point, I don't know, you know, again, internalized monologues, um, coming outwards, but yeah, so I'm like, we're in our 30s, well, I'm in my 20s they're in their 30s, um, and I'm, like, you're in your 30s, and you don't know how to be transparent, you don't know how to confront somebody about something that you don't like, you don't know how to vocalize that you're moving apart from someone, like, what the fuck, like, you're adults, like, this is exactly what adulting looks like, and it's hard sometimes, and it doesn't feel good all the time, oh, my God, I've dropped my phone, like, three times, I hope that, that it's not too loud, Um, but, yeah, I'm, like, you're an adult, and, like, you're all adults, and you all need to learn how to communicate better, and I'm, like, you know, I also call my partner out for that shit, too, I'm, like, you really need, I know you don't like confrontation, nor do I, I don't like being confrontational when I don't have to be, if I have to be, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't, it's never enjoyable, you know, like, confrontation is not something that, like, people are like, yes, let me go out of my way to, like, confront this bitch, um, well, some people are like that, I don't know why I keep making these, like, blank-ass statements, um, I can just assume that most people are, like, Decent people, whatever, or what I consider decent work, but yeah. So I'm just like, I get you don't like confrontation, I know you already had a talk with them, but I know that y'all were drunk, I know y'all were probably high too. And not saying that these conversations can't be had when you are in an intoxicated state, but. The clarity of understanding it the next day or fully comprehending what you understood that day might not be as, as, you know, skull seeping as when you are sober. You know? And some people are high functioning when they're on, when they're on the, you know, the lettuce leaf or when they're on whatever they want to be on. So, but I know this little group and I'm like, I know y'all be getting high and y'all forget everything that happened the night before because it's okay because that's kind of the point. Part of, part of indulging in alcohol, drugs or whatever is to kind of just have a break from life and to like be, to be present in something else other than. Shit, that sucks, you know? So it's respectful. You know, it's under, not respectful. It's understandable. But when it comes to serious conversations, for me, I prefer everyone to be sober. And I prefer everyone... <laughs> like, you know, I you know, I go back into, like, my teaching of high school students. You know, I want everyone to have their thinking caps on. <laughs> I want to have everyone to, like, have... An open sense of empathy, and to like put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know. With that being said, you know these are this is, this is the Noel rant episode, and I just I'm gonna end it off here. I'm gonna end it off at people shouldn't be talking shit behind your back, and you need to start figuring out who is actually your real support system. Um. And yeah, thank you for listening to Can I Help You? And have a lovely day. Bye.